Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at My Emmanuel Church. We hope you enjoy this message. Emmanuel Church Online. Um, so glad for you to join us here today. Uh, I am Pastor Gabe. If this is your first time here, that's who I am. And along with my wife, Leginska, we have the honor of pastoring here at Emmanuel Church. Thank you to our worship team. Uh, as always, they do an amazing job bringing us into the presence of God. And uh, I hope that you are feeling God's presence wherever you're at. hope that you are feeling God's love wherever you're at. We are so grateful for every single one of you that is watching, every single one of you that has shared. And if you haven't shared this right now, go ahead, take a second, share this on Facebook, share it on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Let us know where you're watching. We, we're just grateful for everyone that is doing, uh, that is that is here and that has continued to support us. And if you want to continue to support us, you can go to myemmanuelchurch.com slash give to continue to support this ministry and everything that we do to try and continue to reach out to you during this time that we are still doing service online. Um, like I said, I'm Pastor Gabe, and we are in week three of a series called In Their Shoes. If you have missed out, be sure to go back on Facebook or be sure to go back to our YouTube channel and catch the last two weeks. Uh, I have uh, had a lot of fun trying to get... Uh, are getting into the idea of this message where we are trying to help ourselves look it, look through someone else's eyes, change our perspectives, and try to understand what God wants us to do with that. Because we cannot expect to, to change someone's life or to... to to share with them the gospel of Jesus and not understand the situations that they're in in life. And so that's what this series is all about. We, we spoke the first week about how Jesus stepped into our shoes. And last week I talked about how we can avoid judging people uh, because that's what we often do. We judge, we make snap judgments of people. And this week, this week the title of my message is Carry Each Other carry each other and if you have a bible with you or it'll be on the screen in just a second we're going to be going to galatians chapter 6 verses 1 to 5 galatians chapter 6 verses 1 to 5 and it says like this brothers and sisters if someone is caught in a sin you who live by the spirit should restore them restore that person gently But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. 
Now, this is an interesting verse because it seems at the at the very beginning, it seems like it's contradictory to itself. But there is, as I was studying this, I learned something that is, Paul is trying to tell us. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this, is trying to tell us, trying to tell the Galatian church about what it means to carry each other's burden, what it means to carry your own burdens, and. When, like, the the best example I could think of this as I was preparing my message was when I work out, I like to have a workout partner. As of late, I've just been working out by myself, and it, it gets lonely. But I like to have a workout partner because when I have a partner, I am able to push myself more. Partially because of the fact that, you know, when you're in a situation like that, everybody wants to compete. It's like, oh, I can push the same amount of weight that you can, or I can do the same amount of reps that you can, or I can do this, I can do that. You know, and we try to outcompete each other. And, I, but for me, I, I like to have a workout partner because it means that I can push myself. Because when you're lifting weights, you need, especially when you're doing a, a bench press, you need a spotter. Especially when you're carrying weight that's too heavy or or you're not used to. You need a spotter because a spotter's job, your workout partner's job is to catch you when you can't push it anymore. To catch it if something goes wrong or, or if you can't even muster the strength to do it. Their job is to step in and help you lift the weight up so that you don't hurt yourself. I've been in a couple different situations where I have often tried to push myself to the limits. Uh, one situation I remember, I was at the gym and I put too much weight and I thought, I got this. You know, I know what I'm doing. I got this. I, I, I can carry this weight. And before I knew it, the barbell was switched. Uh, was leaning to one side more than the other and the weights all fell off of the other side. And there were a couple of people around me was like, man, you okay? You all right? Another time I remember I hurt my back because I put more weight than I was able to lift doing deadlifts and I picked it up and I strained a muscle in my back. But if I had someone there, if I was, I had a partner working out with me, they would have told me, it's like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't put so much weight. Are you sure you can carry that? Maybe they were there to, to pick me up when they saw me struggling or to help me pick up the weight if I started, uh, so that, so that I wouldn't have hurt myself. It's for this exact reason, when you see heavy packages that are like furniture and other equipment like that, big boxes they have printed on them in, in large letters and in, in pictures even, for, so that you can catch your attention. This is a team job. You cannot do it alone. Just like that, we need to understand that life is a team job. Life is not supposed to be Uh, done alone we cannot always carry the burdens of life on our own we cannot always carry the weight of sin on our own we cannot always get through our struggles if we are just relying on our own strength we're not meant to and when we try to that's when we end up getting stuck galatians this chapter these five verses the apostle paul is is talking about people who have found themselves in a situation where they have gotten stuck in a sin. They thought they could handle something. They thought they could, they were, they were at the edge. They thought they were standing back. But lo and behold, they couldn't. And they fell into the trap of sin. They fell into the struggle of life. They fell into difficulties and ending up 
ended up getting trapped. They ended up getting hurt. And that's how we are. A lot of times we think that we can handle more than we actually can. Like, and this is one of the reasons what, and that I hate this statement. A lot of people say it, but I'm here to tell you, first of all, that it's not in the Bible. A lot of people think that this statement is in the Bible, but it is not in the Bible. You will hear a lot of times Christians tell you this and they say, you know, you know, you're going through a hard time, but, but you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry because God will not give you something that you cannot handle. I'm sure you've heard it before. But the thing is, is that it's, it's wrong. It's not in the Bible. The Bible tells us that, in fact, God often does give us burdens in life that are way more than we can handle, way bigger than we can actually struggle with because He is in our lives. Because He's in our lives. But a lot of times, we think that we can handle these struggles, so we try to do life without God. We try to do life without people. And in fact, when it it comes to others... We, we often allow judgment and other things to step into our lives. And when we see people struggling, the first thing we think is, well, you know, they just didn't have enough faith. They weren't strong enough. You know, they just need to pray more. They need to, they need to, you know, they need to get closer to God. And if they do that, if they go to church more, if they read their Bible more, then everything's going to fall into place. And so we are hard on ourselves and then we are hard on other people. We put ourselves down and we put other people down too. And all that does is bring destruction on either side. We tear ourselves down and we tear each other down. But that is not what God has called us to do. Verse 2 says, carry each other's burden so in that way you will fulfill the law of Christ. When we carry each other's burdens, when we help each other out in life, with in, in our sin, in our struggle, in our difficulties, we fulfill the law of Christ. What is that? In John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35, Jesus tells us that he gives us a new command. He says, you know what? You've heard a lot of different commands, a lot of different things throughout your life. You've, you've learned so much that it's told you to, in order to be on God's good side, you have to do this. But let me tell you, it's not about that. It's not about what you eat. It's not about, well, the way you dress, what you do, where you work, where you go, the people you talk to. No, no, no. In fact, it, what it is about is this new command that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, I've talked in this series a lot about love, but I want to explain just a second why it's so hard to do that. Why is it difficult for us to look at somebody that's struggling and then decide, you know what, let me help them out? Why is it hard for us to look at someone in need and say, maybe I should step in and do something? Why? Because love requires much of us. Love requires a lot. You know, I always say that love, it's not easy to love people because people are difficult. You know, I often hear this a joke that goes around among pastors that I hear people say all the time. It's like, you know, what's the best thing about ministry? Oh, the people, you know, they're so great. They're so this, so that. But what's the worst thing? The people, they're so bad. They're so, you know, it, it, it feels like a double-edged sword. Because the truth is, love is not easy. It's not an easy burden for us to carry because it requires a lot. It requires a lot of sacrifice. It requires denying yourself and your needs. It requires us thinking about other people. 
It requires us to actually be nice when we don't want to be nice, when we don't feel like being nice, when we haven't had a good night's rest, when we haven't had coffee in the morning, you know, and we're just ready to tear into whoever steps into our path because, you know what, today I'm not having a good day. And it's okay, we all have bad days, but love requires a lot of us. It's often inconvenient because it requires sacrifice. We actually have to go out of our way to love people. Sometimes we see someone that might be in need, but they might be not be in our immediate vicinity. I remember I was listening to a comedian, and he was talking about something. He said, he said you know, today someone got pushed off the slide. And it's like... Uh, he was talking about when he was a kid. He's like, you know, I'm seven years old and I'm there at dinner and my parents are asking me what, what happened today. And it's like, you know, someone got pushed off the slide. And what did you do? Well, I was on the bench. I didn't do anything. He's like, well, why didn't you do anything about it? Well, because I was on the bench. It's, it was inconvenient. He was on the other side of the playground. And that's how we are. We see someone in need or we see someone struggling. It's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't say anything. Maybe I shouldn't do anything and you know and i was in one of those situations very very recently um i I didn't know what to do and then i ended up doing nothing because it was inconvenient for me to figure out a way to do something i just finished running and as i was crossing the bridge from the park where i was at uh this people there were a couple of people that were walking away and they were kind of walking away in a hurry and i see them they there was three people and they were coming from a u-haul truck and this older man was chasing after this other guy and this lady who were and this lady passes me by and she tells me she says please help us call the police and i'm like he's he's harassing us and i'm like what is happening i i'm like so confused i don't know what's going on i don't know what to do in this situation and then the older man passes me and he tells me don't worry the law's on its way and i'm like so he called the police like i was so confused and so i was like something is happening here i could maybe do something about it but because it was inconvenient for me in the moment i was just finished running i was sweaty i was tired i was thirsty i was confused i was like i don't know what to do so i did nothing and that's a lot of times what we do. If, if love is inconvenient and it requires sacrifice, it requires us secondly not to, to worry about other, someone other than ourselves. And we have been taught to worry about ourselves. We have been taught to, 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 to what's the word, self-preserve. You know, when, when a situation is difficult, well, you know, maybe I should walk away from this. Maybe I shouldn't deal with this. Maybe, I, maybe you know, I, if this is a bad situation, I should walk away. And we let that get into other parts of our life. And so when, when we're presented with a situation where we might love somebody or we might carry someone else's burden, we step away. Because it doesn't have anything to do with us. It doesn't benefit us. Come on. We think about situations a lot of time like this. Does this situation benefit me? Can I get something out of this? Can I get something out of this relationship? That's a lot of times I see a lot of, as a youth pastor for many years, as a youth pastor for many years, I saw a lot of people in a lot of different relationships, uh, sometimes a new one every single week. And I talk to them about it, and I'm like, well, what, what is, what's going on here? What's happening? What's the change about? It's like, well, you know, I just didn't feel like I was getting anything out of the relationship. Even though that's not what relationships are about, but that's what we feel. We, we think if it doesn't benefit me, I'm not going to do anything about it. 
If it doesn't benefit me, why should I step in? Why should I do something? And that's why people like to complain. Because they like to complain from a distance. That means they don't got to do nothing. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to contribute. They don't have to, to be anywhere. I see that a lot in church. I, I, I hear people complain about things at church. It's like, well, you know, I don't like the way this is done. I don't like the way this is done. But you know, if they really want to, to, to lighten the load or to help, when they actually have a mind to contribute something, to actually do something about it. And that's, that, that's, what, that's what we need to do. We're supposed to build people up. First, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. This is what carrying each other's burdens is about. It's about building each other up. It's about building your neighbor up, whether they believe in Jesus or don't. Whether they know God or don't know God. Whether they're living in sin or they're, they're doing fine. It's, it's not about that. It's about building the person next to you up instead of tearing them down. We should be doing that for every single person we have an opportunity to meet. In the grocery store, at, you know, at Walmart or our sellers or Food Town or wherever you shop. Or maybe you don't shop. Instacart and it comes directly to you. Can you build that person up? How can we do that at church, at home, at work, at school? What can we do to carry each other's burdens? Because let me tell you this. Carrying each other's burdens may not seem like it helps us. But in fact, it helps us to become more like Jesus. If you're looking for a benefit, that's your benefit. It helps you to become more like Jesus. It helps you, like Paul said, to fulfill the law of Christ, to fulfill the law of love that we've been asked to do. That's what we are called to do. So how do we do? How do we carry each other's burdens? How do we help build each other up? The best thing that we can do for somebody else in these situations is be attentive. First off, we have to be attentive. Because if you're not paying attention, first of all, then you ain't going to see anybody else struggling. And that happens because we see our struggles before anybody else's. And so it, uh, everyone else, we just put on blinders. You know, the, the, they used to say back in the day, blocking out the haters, except what now we're blocking out everybody. And we don't, we don't block out the haters. We just block out anybody that needs anything and focus on ourselves. But instead, what we can do is first off, be attentive. Be attentive to the situations that are around you. Look, like actually be mindful. You know, because there's a lot of times we can go through life where we are not really paying attention. I, I've mentioned before, I often do that when I'm driving. And I'm driving on my way home and I get home. I'm like, how would I get here? Like, the worst situation that I've ever been in for that, with that, is I was on my way to San Antonio one time, and if you've driven to San Antonio before, it's a straight shot. You just take I-10 and go straight. That's it. And one time, I remember as I was driving to San Antonio, suddenly, my brain clicked, and I was like, where am I? I looked at the clock, and I realized that I had been driving for a good hour, and I had no idea what was happening. I was not being attentive, and that is not safe. Turns out I was going like 85. Thank God there were no state troopers. Uh, you know, thank God there were no state troopers. There was no police officers, nothing like that. No, I didn't hit nobody. I avoided everything. Somehow I made it. But I was just like, what was happening? But that's what, that's what happens. We become inattentive to the people around us. And so we don't see the needs of others. So we need to be attentive. 
We need to, secondly, give grace and don't judge. That's what I talked about last week. We cannot be judgmental with people, but we need to give grace. Galatians there, chapter 1 says, If someone is in sin, restore them gently, brothers and sisters. Gently. Some of us are not gentle. It's like, wow, that's just my personality. Well, then you need to ask for the gift of the Spirit that is gentleness. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit. We need to start praying for that. So I'm not gentle. Well, you need to be a little more gentle. It says be gentle, be kind, be gracious to people. Don't be harsh. That's not going to get you anywhere. In fact, you know, in all my years in ministry... When I have encountered someone that is struggling with sin in their life, struggling with difficulty in life, it has never worked that I, 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 I lash out at them. I, I get onto them. Uh, in Spanish, it's se regaña. <laughs> like I, I, if I get onto them, you know, wag the finger, you know, ah, you shouldn't be doing that. That has never worked. Never. Because the reality is most of the time we know. We know we shouldn't be doing this, or we know we should we know what we should be doing. But that never works. Instead, the thing that has helped the most, and I've seen turning people back to God, is to listen and to be gentle, to be kind, not to judge. And you be like, you know what? I've been there. I've done that. I'm struggling with that now. Be gracious. Forgive. Forgiveness is so important. God, and this is, this is the main reason we should be quick to forgive other people is because God has already forgiven us of so much. I know it's not easy to do when you're the one that has been wronged, but it should be easy for, easier for us to do when someone has made a mistake to forgive them instead of judging them and say, well, you know what? That means you're going to hell if you don't stop that. We shouldn't be that way. Instead, offer grace and say, you know what? You're, God, God will forgive you. And so will I. I'm not mad. I'm not. I, I forgive. I offer forgiveness. I offer forgiveness. Because sometimes in their minds, they can't think that someone would actually forgive them because of what they're doing. Because of the struggles that they're facing in life. And it actually reminds me of, uh, and I know, you know, all my team is going to laugh at me up here for a second. Because I'm going to mention Doctor Who. <laughs> And my, there remains me of a scene from Doctor Who. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And the doctor is encountering, this doctor, the, the main character here, the doctor, he's encountering an enemy who has been fighting against them and has done so much and caused so much problems and chaos. And he says, you know, you just need to stop. He says, if you stop right now, it can be all over. And they respond, you think that they'll let me go after all that I've done? And he responds to them and says, you know, here's the unforeseeable thing. I forgive you after all you've done. And that's how God is with us. He looks at us and says, you know what? It doesn't matter what you've done. I forgive you. So we should do the same. We should offer forgiveness. We should offer forgiveness. A third thing we need to do to help carry someone else's burdens. We need to do this. This is very important, very key. And it turns back from the other person to us. Examine yourself and be humble. The Apostle Paul tells us, be careful that you not be tempted. But also, also, this is where it seems contradictory. Because it says in verse verse 4 and 5, it seems like it's telling us, wait, carry each other's burdens, but you know what? Then carry your own. 
No, no, no. What he's saying is, is that in the end, when we stand before God, at the end of everything, and we stand before the throne of God, we are going to be responsible for the actions that we took when someone else was in need. He's going to look at us and he says, you are responsible for the situation where you could have carried someone else's burdens and you didn't. So he says, examine yourselves then. Don't think you're something when you're not. Don't think you're all that in a bag of chips when you ain't that. You ain't it. You ain't it. Some of us think we're it and we ain't it. And we think we're so much better than other people. And so that gets in the way of helping people because that closes the door on opportunities that God presents us to love others. How? Because we're so into ourselves and how good we are and how much better we are than other people that we don't see that God has opened a door for us to actually help somebody. He says, if you think you're good, if you think you're all that, here's an opportunity. Why don't you actually do something about it? But... But unless we abandon our pride, we will not be able to help others. We will not be able to carry someone else's burdens. Number four, we need to confess our mess. Confess your mess. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. We don't like talking about sin. Nobody likes talking about sin. Nobody likes dealing with sin. Sin is an ugly thing in our lives. You know, when we even, especially when we know we're in sin, you know, in fact, we're so hypocritical though, because we could be in sin and we see someone else in the same sin. It's like, man, look at them. And we're struggling with the same thing. You know, we point fingers and then we're, we're secretly behind closed doors dealing with the same thing. But The Bible tells us if we confess our sins, if we talk to each other and say, you know what, you're struggling with that? Me too. You know what, you're dealing with that? So am I. That brings some healing to us. Specifically, James was talking about the fact that it could bring physical healing, but it also brings spiritual healing. Because then you know you're not the only one. You know that you are not struggling through it alone. We have to be able to be willing to be humble enough to confess our mess. To say, you know what? I've got sin in my life too. Because when we do that, not only do we humble ourselves, but we put ourselves in perspective as well. And we understand that we don't just need each other, but we need God too. This all changes our perspective because we get to realize that we're not the only ones struggling. We can understand we, we might come to a better understanding of why people are struggling with certain situations in life. Some people are going through struggling with sin and it may not even be their own fault. It may be trauma and other things that have caused them to end up in that place. We might better understand if we actually take a moment to help carry someone else's burdens. Carrying each other's burdens makes us, helps us feel the weight of what someone else is going through in life. This is literally how we walk in someone else's shoes. When we step beside them and say, hey, let me help you with that. Let me carry that weight with you. Let me stand beside you. And it helps us to visualize what it might be like to actually be in their situation too. Because it helps us understand that We cannot do this life alone. 
that we need each other, that we need God. Ultimately, as I get ready to close here, ultimately we need to understand that Jesus first has carried our weights and our burdens. Jesus is the ultimate spotter. It doesn't matter how much weight you have on you, he is ready to hold you up. He is ready to pick you up when you're down. He is ready to take the weight of your struggle, to take the weight of your burden, to take the weight of your sin off of you. And he asks us to walk alongside him and do the same for others. Because we don't always know what people are struggling with. We don't always know what's going on in the lives of other people today. But what we do know is that God has already done it for us. And that he wants to do it for others too. Today, I want to pray for you. If you are struggling with a burden of sin or struggling with a difficult situation in life, what I want you to know is that Jesus is there with you. It may not feel like it. It may not. It may feel like God is a thousand miles away and he's the last thought that would ever enter your mind. But he is here. He's there with you, ready and willing to carry that burden. And in fact, he already did. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth to show us a better way to live. But not only that, he went to the cross. And on that cross, he took the burden of sin. He took the burden of sickness. He took the burden of of everything, of all darkness and death in this world. And he put it on himself. And he says, here I am to carry your burden already. And he wants you to know that he did that because he loves you. So if you need Jesus today to carry those burdens in life, I want to pray for you. And for those who may already know Jesus, I want to pray that we be better at stepping up into people's situations. Not not to get in their business, you know, not that we bring nosy or things like that. But when someone steps up to us, and expresses need for help and is struggling in life, or we see that they're in need in life, not stepping in to give advice and say, you know what, this is what you should do. You know what, this is the solution. No, but instead, hey, here I am. How can I help you get through this too? For us to be better at that, to carry each other's burdens. So if you need Jesus today, we're going to pray for you. Our team is going to pray for you here today. I ask that you would just close your eyes. Just lift up your hand. It may, it may feel silly. It may look silly, especially if you're alone right now, but it's not. Because God is looking at you. And this, this lifting up of your hand, it's a symbol that I surrender in this moment. And so just pray this with me. Jesus, I need you. I'm struggling in life right now. There's so much heaviness, weight, burden on me of sin and struggle and so much else. I want you to help me carry. So here is my weights. Here is my burden. Here is my life. I want to know you today. Lord, for anybody that prayed that prayer right now, we pray over them. We all together come 
in support of them and welcoming them into this family of God and to let them know that they are no longer just going through the struggle alone, that God is there to pick up their burdens, that we are here as their family in Christ to help carry their burdens, God, that we are here to pray for them, to support them, to love them, to reach out to them. If there is something that they are in need with, there's something they are struggling with, because right now today, they have become a new creation, as your word has said. And I I just pray that they walk now every day, getting to know your love ever deeper every day. In Jesus' name we pray. If you made that decision today, let us know in the chat and we will be reaching out to you uh, because we want to be able to give you some resources to help you. And for those, for the rest of us, for any of you that might be struggling with anything else, maybe you already know Jesus and you're like, I don't need that prayer, but I need prayer for burdens. I need, I want to know how to carry each other's burdens better. I want to help others. Let's pray for that right now too. Father, in the name of Jesus, if your your family, your children here are struggling today with anything, God, remind them that you have not abandoned them in this, that you are walking beside them in their struggle walking beside them in their difficulty and are ready to pick them up even though they feel like they have fallen down God that you have never abandoned them and never will that you are you are stronger than they think when there is weight that they can't carry that's why you are here for you are here to pick us up to encourage us to lift us up to strengthen us to give us love to give us hope remind us of that today and help us God to be a better church, to be a better believer, so that we might see, if we might see people struggling, Lord, that we would pick them up, that we would let them know that Jesus loves them and that we are reaching out to them with the love that God has given us. Help us to be a church that sees people crying and will be there as a shoulder to cry. People in need that are hungry will be the ones to feed them people that are in need God of anything that we would be the ones to reach out and help meet the need as best we can to pray for them to stand with them to fight with them to give them a voice we thank you God for what you've done and we ask that you continue to be with us through this week and let this word take root in our hearts so that we might live it out daily in Jesus name we pray amen We hope you enjoyed the message today, and we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystory. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.